Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. What have we been talking about for the last three months? Union, right? We're going to go a little bit deeper into it today. My wife's got a word in her heart. Come on, as she comes, I'm just give my gorgeous, lovely, absolutely beautiful wife her hand. Hello, good morning. Thank you for making that very short and sweet. I was like, don't embarrass me. <laughs> it's like, it's really awkward. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> you got to understand, Josh is a little, he's so loving and kind, but awkward. He makes it real awkward, right? Okay, maybe y'all haven't been here. Everybody's like, don't make me answer that question. My name is Lindsay. Um, sometimes you see me singing. Sometimes you see me on the front row down here worshiping. I love to do, I want to be equal parts in all of them and be the same in all areas. So hopefully I can do that this morning, be the same in all areas. If you don't like it, come back next week. He'll preach next week and you can see something different, Okay. Okay, amen. No, um, it's funny. I was supposed to speak three weeks ago, and then my flight got delayed. So then I was like, never mind. And then last week we had just all kinds of people out up here. So I said, I ain't doing that either. And then so if you're here this week, that meant it was for you this week, okay? So if you missed a couple weeks ago, we were just waiting for you to come today so I could deliver this word to you today, all right? Um, I'm very simple. I don't like to be over the top. I don't scream a whole lot unless my children are in here and the Lord's working on me, okay? So y'all pray for sister and helping not yell at her children. All of you great mothers that don't do that. The gentle parenting, I'm learning. I read blogs about it. So I'm working on it. <clears throat> like, okay, never mind. No, y'all don't know. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but the couple of weeks ago, the Lord put something in my heart and I've just been kind of stirring inside of me. What does that mean? And I think I never want to speak about anything that I've not either been through or currently in. Okay. Um, I don't like to go around and kind of navigate stories that I'm just telling you a bunch of stuff I have no knowledge about. A lot of people do that. A lot of people talk about that. That's not going to be me. So you might think, Lindsay's taking us back a little bit to Sunday school this morning. You're welcome. The Lord took me there. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit this morning. Amen. We're going to go way back. I didn't have the luxury of growing up and having Sunday school. Who grew up with Sunday school? Where you came like an hour early and all that. They had the, like the felt boards on the back with all the little men. Anybody grew up with that? Okay, so the very first time, well, we probably had just recently got married. Josh is from North Carolina. I, was, I grew up very different than Josh did. So the first time I went to North Carolina, I was like, <laughs> what? what is happening? Um, and then when we just got married, he went and he was going to speak at a service and um, I, he told me to come at 10. So I got there at 10 and um, I sat down and for an hour, Josh never, like I don't even know where Josh went. They took him in the back and I'm just in there like, okay. And this guy talks from Genesis to Revelation. Like he talked the whole way. There was a couple people that like the whole thing. I have no, I didn't know how to take notes. I was so confused. He was mentioning every little thing. And I finally text Josh. I was like, where are you? I thought you were speaking. He's like, no, this is Sunday school. A what? I was like, I asked 
what time service started. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's 11.30. You should have said 11.30. <laughs> now I'm, so I was like, I don't have any frame of reference of what's happening right now in this room. So we laugh about it a lot, how Lindsay didn't grow up with Sunday school. I don't know. Blame my parents. We just didn't have it. Okay, we had children's church. We still learned about the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to turn to Galatians 5. Now, Galatians 5, 16 through 23, there's a few verses in there. It gets a lot. It's like heavy, but yet simple. And Paul kind of did that. He was heavy, yet simple. And he kind of like just would like, like bring you little things here. And he's like, whoa, let me speak to you. And like stab you. And you're like, right here in the throat. Okay, Paul. But that's kind of what he's doing. So he's talking about this battle between your flesh and your spirit. And he goes on to communicate about it. Um, but this is a letter to the Galatians, or to, in Corinth. He's writing to them, letting them, know, letting them know. But I say, walk by spirit, and you will not gratify in the desires of your, of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing things you want to do. I was like, okay. Right, let me read that again. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, which I thought was a very interesting take on that. If I'm led, what, what law are we talking about? What does that actually mean? There's a lot of times we read Scripture and we just go right on over it. We don't actually really kind of dig in. What does that actually mean? What are you trying to tell me? See, we may, might, may not be freed from stirrings and oppositions of the corrupt nature which is within us but we are it doesn't have dominion over us there's a difference right I might struggle with the things in my nature but it doesn't have dominion over me that should let's bless your heart everybody like if you angry in here that might be something that stirs inside of you but it doesn't have dominion over you so if you're led by the Spirit, right, you're not under law of it. Just simple enough. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Here you go. You're going to get a whole list of them. Are you ready? Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, I'm like, okay. idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, things like of this. He went ahead and told it all. Let you know. Every aspect that you could think of, he wanted to let you know. And I warn you, as I have warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're like, yeah, simple enough. We've heard that all of our life. Go right on back to our Sunday school days. Don't do these things. You won't inherit, inherit the kingdom of God. Any person that's ever been in church will have heard that statement, right? Am I? Yes. But the fruit of the Spirit is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. Say that again. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things... There is no law. Father, I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word that's going to come to us today. 
And I thank you for just the ability to speak your word in wholeness and in truth. Father, I just want to guide every step that you take this morning. I bless every person in this room this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. See, he's urging us. He's doing a couple things here. Paul's doing a couple of things. He's urging the spirit, or he's saying to the spirit, the spirit urges nothing, but the which the law commands, he shows that God requires not literal and an outward obedience. That's not it. He's not just saying like, hey, here's the five rules, obey these. Okay? He's not asking just for a literal and outward obedience, but a spiritual one. But a spiritual one, which proceeds not from the law, but the spirit of Christ. So he's asking for something more. He's not just saying where it says, don't cross that yellow line. And you're like, okay, I'm going to live my life not crossing the yellow line. Sure, he doesn't want you to cross the yellow line, but he also wants you to go a step further and be obedient in a spiritual way. Right? Because which proceeds not from law, but from the spirit of Christ. And then the second thing, he's encouraging us to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. How many of y'all have heard that a time or two in church? Walk by the Spirit, not by your flesh. Okay? But that's like a battle. It's two contrary things coming together. Right? It's two contrary things. Some would even say, in my opinion, fruit is the evidence that the Spirit's winning the battle. So those simple little things that you learned in Sunday school, the love and joy and peace and kindness... Actually, if we dare to say, could be evidence of winning a battle against your flesh. Just saying. See, we go through life a lot of times thinking that the fruits is something that we have to work for or work hard to achieve. I need to be more kind. I need more self-control. If I could just love them like the Lord loves them. I could just do this or I could do this. Saying these things means I'm relying on my flesh a whole lot to accomplish something. Because it's already what's inside of us, right? But the fruit of the Spirit isn't about outward activities. It's about cultivating a spirit of a surrendered heart that will produce this type of fruit. Right? So it's allowing yourself to cultivate something that's inside of you to produce naturally what it's already supposed to produce. So we already naturally have inside of us what we're supposed to produce. But do we have a surrendered heart that cultivates that? That's allowing that to happen. See, Paul was bringing us back around to Jesus' metaphor in the vine in John 15, where he says, abide in me and I in you. For as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it what? Abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. Fruit isn't something that we work for to achieve for ourselves, but should be naturally something that happens when we abide. When we remain close. When we know where we're from, right? He abides in me and I in you. An interesting concept, see the fruit is not the seed has seeds. It's not the seed. It comes from the seed. The Holy Spirit's the seed that begins to produce inside of us the fruit. Right? See, an apple tree doesn't focus or have to work hard to produce apples. It doesn't grow and be like, 
gonna, gonna make apples. It's like, mm, I'm gonna love someone today. Mm, I'm gonna have self-control. That apple grows and it produces apples, right? Doesn't sit there and like struggle to produce, in a healthy situation, <laughs> doesn't str to struggle to produce apples. The fruit, in this case, apples, are a natural result to the seed meeting its proper nutrients. It's a natural result to the seed meeting what it natural, this proper nutrients, right? Let's say this. Let's talk about some of what Josh has been talking about. It's cultivated in the right setting or in the right environment or in the right community. Right? Like there's some things you can't really grow in Oklahoma that work perfect in Florida. Right? Or even California or places where the proper nutrients in the ground is prepared for the type of fruit that it needs to produce. Right? And then there's some things that are grown in Oklahoma that you can grow somewhere else that are not. Like they, we went to Israel in uh, 2019 and they had hills of olive trees. And they were talking about how long it took for those olives to produce. You know, like in my mind, once the tree grows... Like, it's there. We can pick olives. <laughs> like, yeah, yummy. They were like, no, it has to have seven seasons of production before it's even edible for us to eat on. I was like, seven? Like, seven. <laughs> like, that thing dies and reproduces seven times before it's it? They said seven. I was like, that's a very... So the people that own these olive trees, what do they do for seven years before they actually get a profit? That's in my mind, like driving down Jerusalem. I was like, so how long does it take them to actually make money from these trees in my world, you know, and that. But it's not something that we have to work for. As long as the seed meets its proper nutrients, a natural result will happen of production, of fruit. Obviously, this isn't a magic trick. It's not something that you snap your fingers and it just happens, unfortunately. It's not something that just goes like this, like, whoop, joy, got it. You know, maybe that, I don't know. I know nobody in here, I'm really going to show myself. I'm going to be exposing. But I think TikTok's funny, okay? So late at night, when my kids go to bed, I watch random videos because they make me laugh, okay? And so there's this new one on there that's like, Holy Spirit, activate! Holy Spirit, activate! Holy Spirit, activate! And I'm like, every time I thought about this, I was like, nope, it's not a snap. Holy Spirit, activate! I was like, I'm going to start using that when I need self-control. Just got it. So if you don't have TikTok, just know it's funny, okay? It's funny. All right, it just makes it work. All right, I'm walking down the grocery store. Like, Y'all rude people. Oh, I'm not even going to go on a rabbit trail. Anyways, it's not a snap of a situation. It's a John 15 situation. It's an abiding situation. It's a vine situation. It's abiding in a vine situation. See, John 15, 5 says, I am the vine. You are the And whoever abides in me and I in him, 
He is the one that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. I even dare to say, still working it out in my own process, so just, you know, take it and go. I don't even, I am nothing without abiding in him. It's not that I don't only have nothing. I am nothing without abiding inside of him. For all of you major scholars, the Greek word for abide is the same as the English one. You're welcome. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Just throw that out there. Hey! Which means to remain and to stay. Right? To continue to exist. Some even say to persist. Persist this. To abide. Taken at its own value, it's a pretty simple word that we complicate a whole lot. It's a simple word. It's noteworthy to even of how John uses the word abide far more than any other New Testament writer. I looked it up. You're welcome. He uses it 40 times in his gospel. He uses it 24 times in 1 John three times in 2 John, and one time in Revelation. That's almost 60% more than any other New Testament writer. If I remember correctly off memory, I think it was done 118 times the word abide is used, and he used more than half of them. One man. So I was like, there has to be something about that. He understood something inside of this abiding necessary of being close to what who the Father is and the nature of what we're cultivating and what we're supposed to do and understanding that being in close proximity to something is really my natural progression of what my production rate will happen. Right? I'm just going to give you a few examples for you that maybe need it just to know I'm not lying. John 8, 31, Jesus therefore was saying to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. 1 John 2, 24, as for you, let, the abide, uh, let that abide in you which you had heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will also will abide in the Son and in the Father. 1 John 4, 13, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. So let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? Here we go. It tells us you will be known by your fruit. You will be known by your fruit. Fruit isn't just for the tree and the vine that it grows on, it's for others. You know, if that fruit stays on that tree too long, eventually it withers and dies and comes off. It's meant for others. It grows in production for others. The, the fruit... The word fruit translates in that particular passage. It refers to a natural product of a living thing. Paul used fruit to help us understand the, the product of the Holy Spirit. He used it as a natural product, a living thing, to, in comparison to what the Holy Spirit is. See, but that particular word is singular. It's not plural. It doesn't say fruits of the Spirit. It says fruit. It's singular, showing that fruit is 
a whole not dependent on any and independent of characteristics. What does that mean? That means you can't have love without kindness. You can't have joy without peace. You can't pick and choose what fruit you want to walk in today. So you can't say, well, I'm just going to be kind to people, but I don't have to love nobody. I've said it. But actually, it's not a plural word. It's singular. That means I have to operate in all of them. I can't pick and choose what characteristic of the father I want to be like. I can't say, now, is that easy? No. No. Is it part of what's flourishing inside of us? What's navigating inside of us? See, John 15, 8 When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So when you're producing much fruit, you're my true disciple. Does that fruit mean various things or filling up sanctuaries? No. When you're producing love and joy and peace and gentleness and kindness and self-control, This brings what? Great glory to my Father. So what areas are you fruitful? What areas am I fruitful in? What areas am I not fruitful in? I uh, heard a, this was years ago, Mike Todd said, fans like fruit, followers bear fruit. So are you a fan of things we present to you? Are you a follower of them? See, I like sports, okay? I like them. I think they're fun. Really echoing. I got some tennis shoes. Like, I can go out there and I will play with the best of them. I'm pretty athletic. I am athletic. I, I did a lot in high school. <laughs> You're welcome. Not going to show my accolades today. I can, though, if you'd like me to. <laughs> got a full ride to the University of Miami to play softball and was 14th state of Florida when I graduate. You're welcome. <laughs> okay? So I know sports. All right? I got you. And I know how miserable it is playing college. No, I'm just kidding. All right. No, but you have, I like sports. There's a couple, I mean, I know softball pretty well, right? I know uh, Ultimate Frisbee pretty well because I like it. But I can go to a football game with the best jersey on. My hair really good, like put all the stuff on your face, like you're ready to go, like you are a fan. I ain't got a clue what's happening. I am a professional fan, (laughs) all right? Like, I will buy the jerseys and the T-shirts and all the things. Like, my, uh, uh, I was going to call her my cousin. She's not my cousin. She's my niece. Um, She goes to OSU, and I went and got an OSU shirt. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't even know what's happening. I don't know. I'm a fan. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Great. Like, but there's a whole different element of people that are followers of sports or of football, that like know who's what, when, where, when they get traded, why they got traded, who got happened, where, that, what's happening, what their skill set is and their stats and all this. And I'm like, that's wonderful. I don't have cable. I have no idea. <laughs> if it doesn't come through by Facebook about what happened, I have no idea. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a follower. I'm a fan. Right? Right? So fans like what Christianity looks like or even how it feels, 
But followers are not just liking it, they're carrying it. They're bearing it. That's good, that's good. <laughs> so there's a difference between a lot of people that maybe even walk through this stores or go into your job that love Jesus. They're a big fan of Jesus. Jesus is awesome. I, can just, I just feel so good when we talk about Jesus. But bearing nothing because they're not really a follower of what he's asked us to inhabit for production purposes. So there's no fruit. So this battle between flesh and the spirit, the evidence isn't there. Because maybe when they go home, they're working out their salvation like me, and they like gone and they're just like yelling and cursing and screaming and doing that. Do I think you're not saved because that? No, I'd be 10 feet under. Like all the things, like doing all the things. But they have no recollection of being able to say, like, I am not, I'm really unhappy. Why are you unhappy? What is it? What are you communicating in your process of going home and being uh, hateful to your friends or hateful to your children? Maybe not, nobody else, I'm not saying anybody does that. I'm just giving you examples. That's the only thing that came to my head. Okay? Or talking about someone else beside you. Or going through immorality circumstance. Do you know how easy it is to do that stuff? It's super easy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. For the first couple years of Josh's marriage, I checked every electronic. Like, I was not stupid. I was like, I don't care how much you love Jesus. Like, <laughs> history browser. Like, phone tech. Like, and then I'd make sure it was connected to every little thing possible. And how you do this. And then I was like, Jesus all the time <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> he's like we she yes I do and he's actually like I really do love you I was like I'm just making sure like <laughs> people crazy these days <laughs> like you don't know I don't want to be one of them people okay that act like they didn't know <laughs> and he's like out of all the times I talk about you don't matter people say all kinds of stuff okay just me <laughs> See, fruitful people match what they say with what they do. Some people know Jesus as a good example, and then some people use Jesus as the example. So do you know him as a good one, or do you use him as the example of how to be, how to maneuver, how to function in life? you go, oh yeah, that's a good example. I should really replicate that some. Or do you go, hold on, let me, let me put it towards the father. Is this what my father is doing? Is this how he's communicating? Is this how he's loving? Is this how he, he just rolls back onto it? There's a lot of times that I totally just go overboard. And then I realize when I take a step back, Sometimes I have to call and apologize, but I take a step back and go, hmm, is that what the Father's doing or even communicating or loving? What is that doing? Because I get caught up in what my emotions and flesh and things are doing, desires. That is a battle. Two contrary things going back and forth with each other. Who's winning this battle? There's a major difference between having a blessing and having fruit. 
It's probably one of my most annoyed things about the church. It's because we communicate a lot about blessings and we compare them or put them together as being fruit. There's no such thing as fruit of prosperity. Or the fruit of my ministry. We've gotten it very confused. There's a difference between having a blessing and having fruit. We have a lot of people out there showing off their blessing. Not a lot of people known by their fruit. See, there's only a peace that surpasses all understanding and a joy that's unspeakable and love that's unstoppable and kindness and goodness that's shown towards everybody or faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. See, we've gotten up in a hall. We've gotten it all confused that this ability that as long as I see somebody that's been blessed, I think that they have fruit. So I follow them and try to mimic their life and what they look like and what they're doing and how they're doing this. But none of them, they've never been known by their fruit. Because they're hateful off to the side. Or they're cheating on their wife or husband. Goes both ways. Give men a bad name. A lot of women. Okay. All the things. All these, now these blessings are great. Blessings are so powerful. I feel like the Lord blesses us and he keeps us and he guides us. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with blessings. I'm not in any way notioning that. What I'm saying is if I only know somebody by the blessing and never by their fruit, I will be highly disappointed in the long run. Because there's a lot of people, me and Josh were talking about this last night, there is drug dealers out there that got prosperity. And they just live in the most joyful life they got. They buy all kinds of stuff. So if I only know that the Lord's blessing me or is a good, I'm a good follower of Christ is by my prosperity, I'm going to be very confused. And I'm going to downplay my ability to somebody that might not have all the most money in the world or have a smaller house, but they love better than anybody that I've ever seen in my life. Or they have kindness and they are just a kind person and they are gentle, like that gentle parenting thing I'm working on. And they are faithful and they show up in and out and they have self-control when things are going bad and off and they just want to throw a fit. They don't do it because they are mimicking what their father is doing. We have gotten it confused where we think that we have to follow what a particular person is doing and not what the fruit is saying. What is the fruit saying? How am I being fruitful? How am I living my life. See, gifts, blessings, they're given. Fruits grown. Them olive trees, it takes a while. Focus on the growth. And pray that his best gifts come into my life. But I'm going to focus on the growth of the fruit. And by that, 
I'm going to pray that God blesses me continually and blesses my household continually. But that's not going to be my focus. My focus is going to be how well do I love my neighbor when I, God, don't like them. How well am I going to love my husband when times go crazy? How well am I going to love the person that's sitting next to me in, in this community that I call my church home? How well am I going to be kind to the people even when they're not kind to me? How well am I going to be gentle with the people around me and even with my children? How well am I going to be faithful to what God's asked me to do? He's not asking you to do anything more than just be be here, be in a community of people. And together we push forward the vision that he's asked us to do, which is just being people that have fruitful lives, that are walking out the things that he's walking out day by day. It's you like, Lindsay, that's real simple. It is. I thought this was interesting. I saw somewhere where they say, one of the ways to look like God is to abide inside of a community. I thought, that's probably very true. See, God is a triune God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God's never been alone. He's always operated in a triune, in a community. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when I isolate myself from people is when I look least like God. I look least like him because God's never been alone. He's always operated in this, what we like to call here, this circle dance. In this community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and if I abide inside of that, fruit will remain, will come. The aspects of love and joy will come. Peace will come. I get it. I, you think, what? I've lived it. I've had to understand what peace looks like that surpasses all of my comprehension. When things around me don't look like they're peaceful, am I, am I going beyond my own natural knowledge to comprehend there's something deeper than beyond my understanding of it? The knowledge to which, there's a lot of people that talk about it but don't actually live it. I've had the very, the luxury of growing up in ministry. I don't think it's bad. But you see a lot when you grow up in a household with parents that are involved in how unpeaceful that environment can be. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that I don't desire to have to do all of that. I just want to remain in peace and know that all of that other stuff is not necessarily what he's called me to do. And it seems so simple that you seem basic. You're like, oh, that's just, that's basic. No, that's actual foundation. And from after that, everything builds upon it. So if we can't get foundation, there's no way our buildings can stand. That's why a lot of people got a lot of buildings, but they crumble and fall very quickly. 
There's a lot of things that happen because it's not built on simple foundations. Again, fruit is grown. Doesn't mean today I got, like, I'm going to walk out here in an apple tree. I hope that you are full of apples. But if you're not, don't worry. Abide. Abide in the vine. And he will be what it needs to be to produce the fruit that you need to live a life. Right? Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we're just going to stop focusing on the wrong thing and simply just abide in your presence. Father, I just take a moment right now for even the most simple things become the foundational things of our life. God, I thank you for your presence, for your beauty beyond comprehension, for a peace that's beyond my understanding and a joy that's unspeakable and a love that's unstoppable. God, I thank you for just being fruitful and remaining steadfast. God, I want to be known by the fruit that I produce, not just the things that are around me that look like this great and wonderful thing, but it's something that's just instilled inside of me. God, we worship you this morning. Come on, just think about your own life and where you're fruitful and where you're not. Just take a moment to even look inside your own self. Where am I fruitful and where am I not? Where can I navigate new, take me on a new place, a new process of this map? Where am I, Father? Where have I lost understanding inside of it? Inside of the community of believers together, where is it, Father? that maybe I've gotten off track. And if not, God, I pray for the person beside me. I pray for the person in front of me and behind me, that we will be fruitful trees, that our homes will be blessed because of our fruitful trees and our fruit that remains. taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at 
dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.